It's a privilege for me to introduce our speaker this morning, Reverend Anthony Wade. I had a chance to talk with Pastor Wade uh, on Thursday by phone, and we were both amazed that our congregations have not had uh, many opportunities to share uh, our neighborliness. It's our, through discussion, our goal is to try and find ways for Prairie and Second Baptist Church, which is right on our block. <laughs> and we've been here uh, for years uh, to try and find some ways that we can uh, find some common ways to uh, share our lives together as members of a community. A little bit of background on Pastor Wade. He spent almost 40 years with the Center, uh, Centers for Disease Control. Uh, he's vice president of the General Baptist State Convention of Wisconsin. He has been pastor at Second Baptist Church for almost 15 years. Amazing. <laughs> and just a, a, a little bit of uh, introduction. Some of you may be familiar, but the Baptist Convention that you are a part of has almost 7 million members in your denomination. And it's one of the oldest African-American denominations in America. Uh, we are privileged and delighted to have Pastor Wade with us this morning. Good morning. Thank you very much for those kind words. It's just a blessing that, you know, I have opportunity to come and fellowship, and I thank God for this opportunity. The Bible says, in all things, give thanks. I'd like to thank Ms. Molly Pluckett for the invitation. I'd like to thank your pastor for the conversation we had this past Thursday. To all the staff at Perry UU and all of God's children, thank you for the invitation. And I hope this is not the last time that we all can fellowship with one another. And in the ne very near future, I would like uh, your pastor to come speak to my congregation. While preparing for this great opportunity you gave me to speak, I found not only are we neighbors, but we have a lot in common with one another. Your bond of union is very appealing to me. You all believe and associate yourself together in a religious community. That's great. Also, the bond of union is state, together we will expand our intellectual horizon 
enrich our sensory experience and deepen our emotional sensitivity. This is what the world needs right now. So again, I thank you for this opportunity. And my subject matter would be a very basic one, but a very important one. I believe love binds us together in perfect harmony. In the Bible, in 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, verse 13, it reads, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And then in the book of John, the 13th chapter, verse 34 and 35, it reads, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Something that's so simple, loving one another. So, let me get started. Um, Paul wrote the epistle, epistle in the book of Colossians to refute the diverse hearsay that had crept into the young church of Coloss. A key theme in that letter is this sharp distinction between the supremacy of Jesus Christ and the futility of human philosophy and a self-imposed religious ritual. In the book of Colossians, the, 13, the third chapter in verse 4, the apostles set out how we can live a more meaningful and wonderful life. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tenderness, mercy, kindness, humility, and meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Jesus Christ forgave us, we also should forgive one another. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you would call in one body and be thankful. Christian love should not merely be an idea captured in beautiful but ultimately empty proses. Instead, we must realize and demonstrate love in everyday life is important. One may say, what does it take to have Christ's perfect love? Wow. Well, I think we need to gird ourselves with love. First of all, we need to have the correct mindset. Paul tells us that God has specifically chosen us to be his holy and beloved people. So therefore, let's gird ourselves with love. Let us put the clothes on of love one another, kindness, long-suffering. That's what Jesus was teaching, to love one another. Because love binds us together in perfect harmony. Then when you have love, you got to be able to forgive. Forgive one another. Just as Jesus Christ forgave us, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has complaint about another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also forgive them. True forgiveness is sincere. Bearing with our brothers and sisters in the Lord with the love of Christ. Among the most difficult problems to solve within the church are disagreement among believers. 
Why is that so? Well, we are human. But misunderstand or mutual complaint arise because everyone thinks that he or she is right. And when everyone clings stubbornly to their stand, problem will never be solved. Only unconditional love and forgiveness, such as that shown by Jesus Christ, will heal existing wounds, remove the threat to the harmony within the church. Therefore, forgiveness is very important expression of love and prerequisites for the church unity. Now, I like baseball. I'm an avid baseball, you know, the Brewers, with all that talent they have, they should have been in the World Series, but, but there's always this year. So, since I like baseball, I think God should be our umpire. But above, all, but above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. The peace of God refers to the unity that we have in the Lord. With such unity, there is both peace with men as well peace with God. In order to enjoy such peace, we must have Christ as our Lord. The Apostle Paul urges believers to allow the peace of God to rule in your hearts. The word, the verb rule, the Greek word for that is barbutio, which means to umpire. In the competitive sports, the umpire role is to ensure that the players follow the rules. In baseball, the umpire may even have to decide which competitor to award runs to. Not surprisingly, some competitors blame their losses on that bad umpire. So there is often tremendous pressure is on the umpire. On the other hand, it is understandable why the competitors are so particular about umpire standard. Very often, the difference of one point can determine whether someone will win the game or lose the game. Paul tells us that we need to have Jesus Christ as our umpire and allow him to rule over our lives. We need to have no qualm about this umpire, for he is just and fair. Whether we meet with complaints, difficulty, or setback, we can and should ask the Lord to arbitrate for us. However, we must also be re reminded to accept the Lord's judgment for his decision are always right. I believe love binds us together in perfect harmony. Now, if we want that perfect harmony, I believe God's word should dwell on the inside of us. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Last but not least, we can only grow in true love for God and man if we allow God's words to dwell on the inside of us. Now, we also should have that perfect, perfecting love and perfect unity. Hmm. Unity. It's good when we all on one accord. No confusion, no disagreement. We all on one accord. Love can overcome all hurt and prejudice. 
In our church life, we can practice love by forgiving one another just as Jesus Christ forgave us, allowing Jesus Christ to be our umpire and giving thanks to God. Doing these allow us to live in peace and harmony with our brothers and sisters. In addition, God's word must be planted deep in our hearts so that we can practice his love in our daily lives and reflect the image of Jesus Christ. Since we have been chosen, we must strive together to build up the body of the Lord, make it once through the perfect bond of love. Now, in closing, I'd like to focus on these two particular scriptures. And I'm a firm believer in this because I want people to know that I'm a child of God. I want people to know that Regardless of your skin color, regardless of your political view, regardless of what, it's important for us to love one another. And so these two verses are my favorite verses. A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, all men would know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And that's why I stress to my congregation that we should have enough Jesus on the inside of us. When a person approaches us, they should say, this person is different, you know. It's, it's just time out for so much bitterness that is taking place in the world today. You know, disagreement, you know, hatred. Why we can't love why we can't live in love and peace? Regardless of the situation, we are human beings. We should be able to just disagree, but disagree in love. It shouldn't be no racism in, in this world. It should not be. We all are God's children, regardless what the religious is. You, you know, it, it shouldn't hate. We should love one another. And so in closing, you know, my two favorite verses, then it said, now we are to love others based on Jesus' sacrifice, love. Such love would not only bring unbelievers to Jesus Christ, it would also keep believers strong and united in a world, in a hostile world. Jesus was a living example of God's love. And we are to be living example of Jesus' love. Jesus said that our Christ-like love will show we are his disciple. Do people see petty bickerings, jealousy, and division in our churches, in our society? Or do they know you are Jesus Christ's follower by your love for one another? Love is the key, is the answer to everything. And... I just wish we would become a world, a country, a state, a city that have compassion for people, love people. I work out at Planet Fitness every day. I try to be there at 4.30 uh, in the morning. Uh, uh, March. March 20, uh, March 2020, I came down with COVID, 
and uh, I was sick for like three months. I didn't go to work for three months. And you know when you're sick, you know, life start flashing through your face and eyes, your mind, this and that. I was thinking about my daughter, you know, my wife, my church, you know. And while I was thinking, I decided it's time for me to retire from my secular job. And so I went back to work June 15th, put my paperwork in June 16th. I retired September 1 of 2020 after 40 years with Center for Disease Control as a senior public health advisor. And I said, well, what do I do now? I have my church, but I need to do other things. I don't want to sit on the couch and watch rerun, this and that. So I decided to join Planet Fitness. So every day I'm there, try to be there at 4.30. And so uh, from September 2020 up to present, I, I lost a total of 51 pounds. And, um, but my story is they have a homeless a shelter for men. And remember when Jesus saw the people, he had compassion for them. At this homeless shelter on, on, on near East Town Wall, it's so hurtful to see the men come out from the shelter five o'clock in the morning. Some of them have nowhere to go, you know, just waiting till 5 p.m. comes so they can go back into the shelter. And I pull over and I always say a prayer, you know, God, just protect them. You know, God, just have mercy on them. And we as society, we struggle with so many mental health issues that a lot of them are facing, but we are a rich country. Government, private sector, when we see these kind of things, we should have compassion. And that's my speech to my congregation. Have compassion for one another. And I truly believe love is that bond that bind us together. May God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Wade, for those words of inspiration. I wanted to make a reflection on where our Unitarian tradition in the 1500s uh, had what at that time was a meeting of many of the uh, leaders in that religious movement. and there was differences in what one person believed and another. And they developed what was called the Edict of Torda. And the bottom part of that edict was that we don't have to believe alike, but we can love alike. That was written in uh, the language at that time, I think they were in Romania, but it was a, a Slavic language, or may have been Latin. 
but it was translated as we don't have to believe alike, but we can love alike. And I think that is something that we can embrace with Pastor Wade's message. We do take a, a moment after a presentation to invite people to uh, come forward and share a comment uh, uh, with Pastor Wade, and he's willing to uh, engage in that kind of uh, conversation. Um, we believe in the Old and New Testament. We believe in the word, uh, the uh, King James uh, version of the Bible. And um, your first question, if you was African-American, you know, I look at it like this, you know. If we are doing God's will, regardless of what race you have, you know, when I walked in here, you can feel the joy, the peace, you the welcome when you walked in here this morning. And that's how it should be. And um, so, you know, I appreciate the comment. And, uh, but you all have something very special here. And uh, I just hope that Second Baptist Church and, and, and PP, you, we all can just fellowship. And uh, so people around the community can see, hey, two churches are coming together. Thank you. Mm -hmm.